Welcome to New Hope Underground. Yo, we yo. are back. Yo, yo. Can you believe that, Tyler? We are back. Full force. We really are. Not three quarters force. Not half force. Full One, force. 100% force. 100% force. Kind of like Chuck Norris type of force. Mm, that's like 150% force. <laughs> I, don't know if we're, I don't know if we're that much in force. No, probably not that much, but <laughs> we are back. It's been only, I don't know, nine months since we've been off the air, but <laughs> and I'm sure people are just waiting with bated breath like, man, I keep checking every single day to see if New Hope Underground's back on. <laughs> yeah. Just happened will, today. It's will, on. Will it get renewed for a new season? Find out this <laughs> fall on NBC. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's yeah, I'm sure everybody's just <laughs> around the world, you know, waiting with yeah, the, the, the internationally acclaimed podcast, New Hope Underground. <laughs> Everybody's like, what is that? There are Even. literally tens of people waiting to hear about it. <laughs> there are, there are. And uh, most of them are my family. <laughs> And they don't even care, except I keep texting them over yeah. and over. Hey, there's a new episode out. <laughs> like, of what? Oh, I have so, to explain to them. Well, let me ask, why the nine-month break? Well, we we actually kind of felt like we needed to revamp some things. Yeah. And we wanted to come back with uh, kind of... A, we've always had the same purpose, but just kind of a renewing a commitment to that purpose, I guess, of what this podcast is all about. And it really is a behind-the-scenes type of podcast, if you will, at New Hope Church, our New Hope Church here yeah, in Effingham. Yeah. And here's Pastor Tyler Sturkey right here, lead not, pastor. Yes, yes. On the very not, first not, episode. Not the New Hope in Hawaii, which we sometimes no. <laughs> have people come. We get yeah. internet traffic on our website, people somehow wanting to find out about it, this church in Hawaii, New Hope Church in Hawaii, so not there. Yeah, here. we really do. I, we, I wish it was. I'm wondering if that's one of our campuses and we didn't realize it. Because maybe I'll become the campus pastor there. It's so funny because I, I work with groups, and I, we've had a couple people ask to join groups, and I find out their address is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have to like contact them and tell them, I think you got the wrong New Hope Church. I think we need to make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we, we're aware of that church. We could, you know... Send them to the right. We, we place, catch it pretty quick now. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm ex- I'm excited for us to kind of launch out the new and improved New Hope Underground. We got some cool creative ideas. Um, I'm excited to see this be used as a tool to help people kind of see behind the scenes uh, what's going on in the church and the inner workings. Yeah, I mean, in this episode today, you're going to hear a couple different things. One's a couple interviews with you, actually. Yeah. And talking about yeah, exciting. just kind of the vision, and we've we actually have a video of that. On, yeah, that's right. Yeah, as well. Come, we're doing and some. That's, that's that, kind of new. That's a new thing too. Yeah. We're gonna certain segments of the podcast. We'll actually video out and put on our YouTube channel and stuff. So, uh, it's it's sometimes nice to see the faces that are talking. But we'll have that interview in full today on this podcast. We'll also have an interview uh, with uh, we call what we call uh, feature we call spotlight, where I'm just kind of having a discussion with somebody in our church, a volunteer or staff member or somebody just kind of highlighting whatever they think, you know, whatever God's having them do, you know? Yeah. And, and I, uh, I love stuff like that because yeah. then it's not just about what we're doing yeah. like at the church and like not just staff, but it's like to, I mean, the ministry, it really is all the people and how they're involved in, you know, being used by God. And so for us to spotlight those is really exciting. That's really cool. And we're kicking off today's episode with interview with the lady by the name of Bryn Thompson who's leading one of our specialty groups. And there's some, just a cool story as to how that all got started and why she felt God was leading her into that. So we're talking about that today. Nice. And uh, we're also having a discussion about the series that we're doing on Sunday morning. That's right. That's right. Getting ready to launch out a new series. You're on this first episode a lot. I am. (laughs) You're the man. Well, we don't want, we don't want people to listen. So we're, we're we're loading me on it real heavy. So, (laughs) Well, Tyler won't always be on here, but he'll be on here quite a bit, though. Checking in, I'll pop in and on and yeah. off, and as I'm needed. One thing we're trying, to, we're hoping to do is every time we start a new sermon series, is kind of have a little discussion about why we're doing that behind the scenes, and and then that will be on, uploaded on the video 
yeah. portion that we do. Yeah, because I think yeah. it's it's easy sometimes to like miss the forest for the sake of the trees that people come on a Sunday and they hear the individual messages and hopefully remember some of them. <laughs> but oftentimes they don't connect together the bigger series that we're doing and how sometimes those series build on each other. Like we're going a direction with the series, like leading toward forming something or, you know, establishing a broader idea. And especially if they miss a week or something like that. So sometimes hearing the purpose of the whole series gets people excited for the series and they're more likely to be a part of each week. Yeah, exactly. And I think New Hope Underground is a great place for people who are brand new and attending New Hope as well. Yeah. I mean, it's good for everybody. Well, let's face it. Yes. But fun for, for the whole family. For people who are brand new, it's a really good way to get to know people behind the scenes, get to know our staff, get to know other volunteers and get to know the ministry of our church yeah, and what awesome. God has called us to do. So we're also going to be talking a lot about our multi-campus kind of thing that we've been doing yes. and Shelbyville getting started. And we have one in May Nathan, 1st, Illinois. baby. Yeah, it's coming up. So we're going to be, t- I'm hoping to get the whole Shelbyville staff in here and talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that'd have be a little, exciting. little chat. Uh, so we got some great things coming up, New, New Hope Underground. So uh, before we get rolling with everything else, how's your week? Pretty good so far. We good. just came out of the... At first, I called it the snow apocalypse, but then I changed it to the <laughs> the no apocalypse because it didn't end up being. I mean, we still got a good amount of snow, but it wasn't quite as bad as everybody thought it would be. The roads cleared out pretty quick, and we had. I mean, I was at home for five days with over the weekend. I mean, because it was just basically like an, a really long week. That's how we told right. to the girls was because school was canceled several days. It was a it was a five day weekend. And by, you know, this morning, Monday morning, Lindsay's like, they need to go to school. <laughs> it's just a lot of together time with. Okay. Some people don't know you have two little girls. I do. Yeah. We have two twin girls, seven years old. They're in first grade, uh, Addie and Lissy. Two and, twin. I mean, twin girls that are age seven. Yes. It's time to go to school after <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> Lots of together time. I, I love my family and we all love each other, but. There's such thing as too much together time. They need, they need to go to school and learn and be with other people. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, just, just what we need to be quarantined with weather. Yeah. When we've been quarantined with everything else. It was like a small years. PTSD of the like pandemic <laughs> quarantine of like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Yeah. It was horrible. Well, I'll tell you what, we hopefully think we're on the mend though when it comes to weather, routing around. That's and, right. Yeah, I, I got my one snow. That's all I need. I always talk about, I'm like, ideally I'd like it before Christmas, but that obviously didn't happen. I'm like, I got my one snow. It can be sunny and 75 now. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm just a couple weeks away from going to Florida. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is pretty neat. I know. I, I, I could use it. Use the sun. That's for sure. Yes. Remember me when you're sitting in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that. Hey, there is good news though today. Do you know that today is national fettuccine Alfredo day? Wow. So I just wanted to throw that out at you in case, you know, you didn't know what to cook tonight or what you were going to do. I've actually not had fettuccine Alfredo in many years. Well, see, now's the time because today is the day, national day. There was a place in Vincennes, Indiana that had, I mean, it's not, it was the only place that had it, Fazoli's. That was Mm. where it was closest to where I grew Mm -hmm. up. And I would go there and you'd think I would get pizza there, which their pizza is good. Sorry, we're not uh, sponsored by by Fazoli's. We could be though, if you're we listening, could, if Fazoli's. We would be willing to be sponsored. We'd love by to have you. a Fazoli's around here yes. in Effingham. Um, but one. I would get the fettuccine Alfredo every single time. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I do. I recognize its innate value, but as I get older, I need less of it. Now, do you got? Do you have to have chicken in it? Uh, or is it like I don't just... have to, but I would prefer it. Because it, it always came with the endless breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, man, those are so good. It's like they're like dr- drenched And you in totally butter. understood why they needed to be endless yeah. after you just taste a couple of them. They're yeah. soaked in crack. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. That, that That's pretty addictive. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe not. To me, it was. So I get, I'm sorry. All these pictures are going through my head, like being pulled over by the police. And hey, listeners, we take, we, take, we take substance abuse seriously, so... <laughs> That was that was said in jest. Of course it was. Of course it was. That's we're, we're, in fact, there's a lot of things that are going to be said in jest. If you keep listening, <laughs> to New Hope you Underground. We, en- we enjoy the silliness. That's right. We have to. We embrace it. We embrace it because that that's just you know it's what is behind the scenes. You yeah, know? that's exactly right. Well, hey, thank you so much, and uh, stay t- so glad you're listening to us, even though you may have already turned it off. <laughs> yes. Welcome. <laughs> if you haven't turned it off, welcome to the new yeah, improved New welcome, Hope Underground. Exactly. So Tyler, yes, we just started a new series. We did. 
Yeah, I, I, sorry, I got a new sound effects board. I got to use it. <laughs> Turn your key for applause. Turn your key <laughs> for applause. It's amazing. It, it really does a lot for my ego when I can uh, just hit an applause button every once in a while. It's just applause the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to tell the crowd to settle down. Just little. settle down. Settle down. It's, it, we're always live here at <laughs> New Hope Underground with a huge crowd. New Hope Underground is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> but you, you kicked off Sunday our new series. Yeah. Long story short. Long story short. And we, 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 we have a discussion already on that, so we won't get into that too much. But one thing I did want to kind of highlight is the fact that for our home groups, you know, our uh, uh, our groups that meet in people's homes, that's why we call it home groups, kind of yeah. obvious name. Yes. Uh, we are asking them to kind of join in with us on a curriculum we kind of put out there yeah. for them that goes along with this particular series, yes. uh, long story short. So uh, you and I actually have been kind of writing some of those discussion questions and, and yeah. kind of put it out there and connected it with some videos that came off of a Bible project. Yeah, fantastic and, overviews yeah. of themes and uh, certain key themes and stuff in the scriptures. So we're hoping that... Uh, our home group leaders, you know, we've, we've contacted them, given the information on, on our leader page on the website. They can find our group guides. And go, hopefully in the month of February here and in March, uh, yeah. you'll be able to kind of go through this series with us in your groups. Yeah, four particular lessons that will span the eight-week series as groups tend to meet every other week or so. And so this will be a, a great resource that we've kind of co-written, but then also use some pre-made resources, kind of it's an amalgam of those together. Um, which I think will be create some exciting discussion. And we've gave, we've given our groups great resources to pick what they want to study all year long. But we're just asking for this one series to kind of you know get together on this one, yeah. uh, this curriculum that we've put out there. Because typically we use the right now curriculum, yeah. which is available to everybody in the church. Exactly. And a lot of groups use the studies and stuff in there. But a couple times a year we write our own, and this is one of those. Yeah, and the reason for that, I think, in this series is because this is a powerful series in the sense of helping us be a little bit uh, more uh, educated, if you will, in the Old Testament especially. Yeah, kind of the grand narrative yeah. of the Bible, especially it leading up to the cross, like us even, the series ending like not too far before Easter. I yeah, we're, be good... we're excited about that as it leads in. One other thing that's going on right now, too, I just want to chat with you real quick about is our, our specialty groups. Yeah, there's a lot of groups that are, are starting. Some of them already started, right? Have they yeah, already some of them out? have okay. already started. Some of them are getting ready to start. Uh, but you can join in in any of those groups just by going to newhopechurch.cc slash groups, click on specialty groups, and look at the different types of groups that we have. We've got a lot of ladies groups. Yeah. Which is awesome because we've had some people step up and lead. They said, hey, we need some ladies groups, so they want to step up. There's a lead. lot of ladies in the church. I mean, yeah. I would guess somewhere close to 50% of the people <laughs> in our church are probably female. That yeah, would be my you, guess. You can tell you've done some hardcore demographic studies. I know. I, I do. And, <laughs> hey. Information matters. <laughs> and was in there are some, uh, there, but there's there, there's some groups for everybody. Basically yeah. On there uh, for and we you know this is the special groups I'm talking about. Obviously, are for adults. I mean, we've got we've got some uh, really great small groups and things going on for kids and youth as well. Yeah. But uh, check it out if you get a chance. And some of these are really cool because they're only you know four weeks long. Some of them are a few weeks longer than that. Uh, just depends on the subject, and they're, they're, they meet at different times, different places. And, it, and so, it really is a lot of things that, I mean, like specific topics, like centered around marriage or things like that. But then there's more like, where it's like a Bible study type of thing, where it's going to be deep diving into a particular book. And I mean, so there's a lot of options, and they're all all really exciting. And so, I mean, even thinking about some of the vision stuff we're talking about, about taking discipleship seriously and being one and making one. This is a great opportunity, especially for those of you who are listening right now. Maybe you're not connected in. Specialty groups is a very natural way to jump in and start to be a disciple and walk along with other people. And how important is that to us? Yeah, it's you huge. Know, it really is. And not only important to us personally, but I mean important to us as a church that we want to make sure that people obviously are following Jesus. That we're all about Jesus. That's right. Hey, thanks. Absolutely. Talk, like I said, something kind of important is in the life of our church right now. So why not start off the first episode with this with this topic? Yeah, and that is kind of the vision, if you will, you know, for New Hope Church in 2022. And I know that's been something you've wrestled with, you know, quite a bit. Mm. But we just had a great Sunday coming off Vision Sunday this yeah. last Sunday, and so I just want to kind of talk a little bit more, if we can, through 
this everything you kind of announced. I'm going to let you just kind of sum up your sermon again, if you would, a little bit, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'll give a kind of a quick snapshot of what, of what we talked about this last Sunday. We had our uh, kind of vision Sunday that we do usually at the beginning of the year to almost kind of chart a course for uh, where we feel like God is leading us, which you and I have joked about it in the past that it's like, Vision Sunday, it's like our vision isn't changing. Like we don't change our vision to see a greater movement of, you know, of Jesus in each new generation. Mm-hmm. Our vision doesn't change, and that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, often, not, it's not like every year we're hitting you yeah, up with yeah, something like, new. Yeah, hey, we've got a brand new vision we want to tell you guys about. <laughs> this year we're going to reach people in chickens. the truck stops. Yeah, and chickens. Chickens at the truck chicken, stops. Chuck, stop chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but it's like, you know, as the Spirit leads and you know, times change and things like that. Like how we live out our vision uh, can look different from season to season, year to year. And so uh, we always kind of give that update of, you know, the marching orders of what we feel like God is, uh, you know, calling us to that year. And uh, man, we've been in a a crazy season for lots of different reasons, COVID and and so many other things. Um, But especially around the Shelbyville launch Mm -hmm. um, that we announced, which, you know, we talked about this a little bit of realizing it's been three years since we announced that Shelbyville was going to be uh, kind of this, the location of our newest campus and uh, multiple things. And I mean, I, I don't feel like people are fully aware of all the behind the scenes stuff that has delayed it three years. It wasn't just, oh, we got better things to do. Right. Like this is, this is and has been what we've been focused on uh, this whole time. There's just lots of stuff that was kind of Many of it was out of, out of our control because I think when we first launched up there and first talked about it and would have been 2019, uh, I mean, the first thing to do was we began to look into like a location, like a permanent location where mm-hmm. we would actually have like a physical campus and, you know, smaller towns and stuff like that. It's sometimes actually hard to find a site. I mean, apart from build buying land and buying a brand new building, which would have just been incredibly expensive. And one of our commitments has always been that we, you know, didn't want to go back into debt after we got out of debt with, you know, renovations and stuff we did, building we did here at the Effingham campus. We didn't want to go back into debt. Right. And so trying to find a place that we could renovate and raise the money as we go. And so, I mean, there were limitations that came with that, um, but we felt like God did it with our Newton campus where we... God provided a, a site and the renovations and it was just, you know, it was just perfect. It was exactly what we needed and wanted for that. And so we were trusting God do, would do the same thing for Shelbyville. And, but we struggled finding a location. There's multiple different places to where we started doing monthly meetings at, uh, the Spruce, Spruce Street studios studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of a wedding chapel, uh, mm-hmm. event center type place. And then, of course, then COVID hit. I think we had like one monthly meeting and then COVID hit and shut down everything for, and I don't think we were able to do anything up there for six months because of that. Because, I mean, things just totally shut down. What's COVID? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. It's just been pretty much a center of our lives. Name of my cat. You know, before we kind of get pushed on, maybe somebody is brand new here listening and they don't even understand the fact that we we're a multi-site church. Oh, why, yeah. We know why we do that. Because we do have a campus in Newton, like you mentioned. Yes. We're trying to plant one in Shelbyville, and that's what this is all about. We're in the middle of all that. Absolutely. But th- there's a reason why. And we look at we don't look at Effingham as kind of like this mothership. We really don't, in yeah. the sense of like these other churches serve Effingham or something. It's not like that. So yeah. can you explain that real quick? No, that's great. No, I mean, yeah, our very model of church, I mean, this is part of our kind of philosophy of ministry is we are a multi-site model church, mm-hmm. which means we are one church in multiple locations uh, in the midst of, you know, because we've always had a very next ge- generation oriented vision of wanting to do lots of students and children's ministry type things, just very much reaching the next generation. And something we discerned years back, I mean, this was 2014, 2015, something Mm -hmm. like that, was that God was calling us to take our vision on mission, meaning, yeah, we can do big flashy services and shows and expect everybody to come to this building, but we realized that's quickly becoming not the thing to where, I mean just in rural areas, people are very spread out and people aren't willing to drive long distances yeah. to come to places. We have something like 22 to 23 communities represented in this yeah. church in Effingham alone. So, And there are some people who are willing to travel that far. Yeah. But then things we'd heard over the years of saying, man, I wish we had what was going on at New Hope in our hometown. You bet. 
And we started almost kind of discern in the midst of that, that maybe God is calling us to actually take on mission to these other places, what we're doing here. And so multi-site model is something that's been going on for about 20 years or so. I mean, kind of in the American church and around the world um, to where it's essentially the same church run by the same leadership, but in multiple towns often. And it's done in different ways to where sometimes there's live preaching at all campuses. Sometimes right. there's like video streaming. We do video streaming of the sermon from at least Effingham right now, but we do do live preaching sometimes at the other campuses. You know, that's a really good point. I think if you're brand new, you probably wonder about that. Why do you do that? You know, if you, especially yeah. if you're new to the Newton campus, do we always get video? That kind of thing. And that's not always the case because at the preacher at the campus, Jonathan is at a Newton, a Pastor Van at, in Shelbyville. So eventually, I mean, same will be for Van as it is with Jonathan, since there will be a live sermon every once in a while from your campus pastor. But a lot of it is video. Yeah. And the reason for that, I love the idea originally. I didn't like the idea, to be flat out honest, originally, because yeah. I thought, who's going to go for that in this area? But the truth is, what we do is we're trying not to reinvent the wheel mm. and trying to get a lot of people working on the same thing, you know, spending a lot of time with sermons and lessons. And instead, you get the, our pastors get to spend more time with people. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. We're not trying to be different churches all working the same plan. We're trying to be one church together, yeah. not reinventing things. Right? And, and I think that there's a value to sharing a common spiritual diet. Yeah, and th- and that's what helps us almost kind of solidify even that DNA of being one church in multiple locations is we're sharing in the same spiritual diet, and so we're receiving the same types of teachings from the same. You know, anytime I'm casting vision, it's not three different people casting slightly different visions because it's going to come across from differently with different people, but they're receiving the same vision from the same leader, um, and. But at the same time, there's also like very specific pastoral care going on in those communities. And for them to speak sometimes live, even like they're getting to share their heart with their congregations and and with the other campuses, too. So when we have video at at the Effingham campus or whatever, and I know sometimes people ask that question, like, why do we have video like once a (laughs) month or so? Mm -hmm. Like, why is Jonathan our Newton campus pastor? Why is he speaking on the video, you know, the video instead of live here? And I always tell people when I have been asked that. That's a reminder that we're not the only campus. That's right. That yeah. we are a church in multiple locations. And that's a good reminder, especially for the Effingham campus, to re- that, that it's not all about us, that what God is doing in our midst, he's doing in other communities as well. And so we get to hear from the hearts of those leaders too. It allows is, him to preach cool. with his people live, you know, yeah. so that's, that's fantastic. Now, moving on to Shelbyville, Shelbyville is the next campus we've been working on. Like you said, it's been three three years. Why three years? Why is it? Because New- Newton didn't take that. So I know you explained, first of all, you said COVID, you know, and we all yeah. know that. And I think everybody sure. understands that. Uh, we've run into all sorts of hiccups. I understand that as well. Uh, is there anything else you can speak to just because right now, I guess what we really ought to be focused on is I guess you kind of hit that really. I think we really ought to be focused on is the fact that it's here now and you, you gave a date. It's when we're going to open. Yeah. May 1st. Yeah. It's exciting. Sunday, May 1st, 2022. That's three, I mean, three months really. And it's going to come quick. That time's going to fly by really quick. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple, there's multiple reasons why it's taken as long as it's taken. Some of them were intentional. Many of them were not. Uh, some of the unintentional ones was COVID and just even as we're, we finally did find a facility and man, God provided the finances to be able to purchase and renovate it in the most supernatural, powerful no way. No debt. No debt. It, it's all going to be paid mm-hmm. for. I mean, God, ah, just God is so good and how he's provided for that. Um, but one of the things we found is just having the money doesn't necessarily solve the problem because with supply shortages and workforce shortages of, you know, just, and a lot of this is the fallout of the effects that COVID has had on the Mm -hmm. world. It's been hard to find contractors, you know, lining up schedules and the extra cost in supplies and, and, uh, shortage of supplies, certain things we need, we can't find. Um, so that's part of the unintentional thing that has kind of drawn out the runway a little bit. But one thing that we were, even from the beginning was more of an intentional reason it took a little bit longer was we didn't want the launch of this campus to be focused solely on just a building Mm -hmm. because we always say, uh, that, you know, the church is, uh, not a place, it's a people, Mm -hmm. which is mostly true. I mean, uh, it's a it's a people who gather right, <laughs> together right, right. in a place. So it's not that gathering is not necessary. It's very necessary, but it's not about the building itself. It's about the people who gather in the building. And so we spent 
I remember there was a runway of six months, six to nine months where we were forming groups and having different events and things like that up in Shelbyville long before we even talked about a building because we wanted to solidify the community there. Because really, I mean, we say the church is launching out there, but the church has already been there for a long time. Yeah. There's a community that is formed and forming. Um, Well, it's real exciting because we have people who, you know, some really solid disciples of Jesus in Shelbyville that have been attending our church quite some time who are kind of biting at the bit to reach their community. Yeah. And to do it, do it as a church, you know, do it as a body. I even saw on social media a couple people sharing who have been a part of like, you know, have been coming to New Hope Effingham for years. And one particular woman who, you know, her family has been very connected to New Hope for a long time. And her saying, literally, I've been praying for 15 years for this moment, for this to happen. And so it's just, it's crazy to just kind of stand in awe of like, yeah, we're doing our thing and we're trying to be faithful to what God has called us to do. But the truth is God has been doing this work. Yeah, he's at work. Long before it was even uh, in our mind. Rick Warren wrote a long time ago, you don't, when you're surfing, you don't build a wave, you just ride it. Yeah. God builds the wave. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. I want to get to this because we don't have much time. So I want to, I want to kind of get to this. Sure. And that is your sermon Sunday was not just about, okay, here's what we're going to do with Shelbyville as a church, but you really challenged us personally as to what it means uh, for us to, to, to be followers of Jesus. Mm. And I just wonder if you could reiterate a couple of those things that really were important to you, what you were trying to get across to people. Well, yeah, because this last year in 2021, you know, we had had a huge focus on prayer, seeking after God like we never have before, breaking up that unplowed ground in our lives and in the community. And it's funny because God kind of sometimes gives you marching orders, but you don't even know why you're doing it. Like you're just wanting to be obedient and be faithful. <laughs> the the metaphor that kind of came to mind in the midst of it was uh, like Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid, where he's having, you know, Daniel LaRusso wax his car and paint the fence and he's doing it because his sensei is telling him to do it but he doesn't know why until the moment he starts throwing punches and throwing kicks and daniel's blocking all of them and realizing it's like that was all preparation for something that was coming up and i think i'm beginning to see a little bit Mm -hmm. of what that was was god calling us into this season of just intense prayer and seeking and i feel like this year god is calling us to a place to where we're being radically for the sake of others Meaning that we're still supposed to seek after God in prayer, but it's not just for our own benefit. For you know, because oftentimes it's easy to get really inward with the spiritual life and think it's just about how I benefit from things. But I feel like the thing that God showed us was that no, like all that we've been doing is for the sake of the world that God loves, us reaching out to people into the community. And I mean that reinforces mm-hmm. even why we're doing Shelby. So pray, thing. you know, be be a disciple, make disciples. Yeah. And there's a lot of things and, and that's really good. So we're kind of, in a way, blowing the shofar, mm. you know, right now. May 1st is coming yeah. kind of thing. We got a date. We, you know, we're on the move. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of calling calling everybody in our in our church to get on your knees and to to see what God's going to do in this time. And like you said, maybe this summer might be uh, an incredible summer now. Hey, thank you so much. excited that God is using people to just raise them up and and point them to the direction that he wants them to go to meet needs of other people, thinking about not only what they're going through themselves personally, but meeting the needs of other people as well. And I have one such person, and it's Bryn Thompson. How you doing, Bryn? I am doing well. Thank you, Darren. Here, you need this. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, so you're, you're the first one to get the applause. All right. Uh, so far this this uh, season. But welcome to the podcast. Welcome to New Hope Underground. Thank you. I am happy to be here. And I'm happy to have you. Now, Brynn has started one of those groups like I was talking about. Why don't you tell us the name of the group? Okay, so our group is called Spiral Up. And it is... Um, Kind of a journey slash support group. Uh, We have 12 sessions and it's mainly us uh, diving into dialectical behavioral therapy. And we are also listening to Jenny Allen's um, Get Out of Your Head. And that's on Right Now Media. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you said a long word there. I have no idea what it means. (laughs) Dialectical. Yes. Behavioral therapy. Yes. Can you kind of, in a nutshell, tell me what dialectical... I can. Okay. Okay. So when you're younger, let's say Mm -hmm. um, maybe you came from like a bad home, had a lot of trauma, 
when your brain is developing, if it is developing under those stressful conditions, there is parts of your brain that don't actually ever grow to the size Mm. they need to be and thinking patterns that don't mature past a certain age. It's like your brain's in stress. Exactly. Exactly. So what dialectical behavioral therapy does, it teaches like mindfulness and um, gives you a bunch of tips and tricks to say, when I'm in these stressed out moments, okay, here's how I come back down. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. Kinda... It's, it's kind of like learning yourself. Yes, exactly. It is learning yourself. Because you know you've, what you've gone through and kind of what you yep. look for. And obviously being followers of Jesus, I mean, that he, you know plays a big part in the fact that he's trying to transform us and change us. And... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, what were some of the things under just inside of you in the sense of like uh, when you first came up with the idea for the group? Uh, I know um, it always starts from a personal standpoint, but I'm kind of curious as to maybe some other conversations you've had with other people as to why you thought this group would was needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, golly. So before I started this group, um, I had actually just got diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder. Okay. Um, so that's how I was introduced to dialectical behavior therapy. Uh, but I have had depression my whole life. I've had anxiety. And anyone who knows depression and anxiety, I mean, you know that you can't always control how you feel and how you act and sure. the things you say. So Sure, there's some physical things going on there. Right. Right. So I'm reading this book and trying to, you know, better myself. And while I'm reading this, I realize it goes hand in hand with some of the things that Jesus says. Um, So like now, for instance, I like to meditate before prayer. And I feel like that really, really clears my mind to go in um, with a good headspace. Right. Your meditation is is geared to preparing your your way to talking to Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, no, I just think, I think anytime you can better yourself, especially with a sickness, like you are going to do more for the Lord because you feel better, Sure, you know? And a lot of people have to deal with anxiety and depression. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like every other, you know, it's not like just, uh, it's more commonplace is what I'm trying to say than. I think it's huge. Um, I think it's huge because the more I am open and the more I'm talking about it, the more people come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, same thing. Um, so anywho, I, you asked, uh, how I got started on this, right? So I'm in the book and I'm realizing, like I said, this could help a lot of people like with depression and anxiety. And around that time, God had been putting in my head rest. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know why, but he's just, I heard be still and rest over and over again. And finally, I kind of came to the conclusion that I don't think he was telling me to rest. I think he was saying, hey, there are people out here who need help, who Mm. don't know these resources, Mm. or maybe can't afford therapy, don't have time to go to therapy, and no one gets to hear them vent. They don't know these tips. They don't know these tricks. And it just kind of seemed in that moment like, oh, well, that's where the rest is supposed to go. You know, Mm. that's the being still. I I need to share this with others so that they can work on being stiller. I got you. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's like you could you could sense how this has helped you and get more focus in daily life, I guess, and focus hopefully in your faith. (laughs) And and, and he's provided you rest through that. Yes, absolutely. So you you just want to share that with other people. Yeah, God is good. God is always good. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, as far as like uh, Jenny Allen's book, how does that kind of play into where you're going with the... Um, perfectly. (laughs) I'm not not real familiar with it, so... Sure. So I don't have the book, um, but my co-partner, Darcy, she does have the book. Um, I've just been watching the videos on Right Now Media, and... It all always comes back to the same things. You need to have tips and you need to have tricks. You need to know your body. And whenever you know your body, you can know how to calm it down. Um, and, and that's basically what she's saying. She's saying that our mind, and I believe this, um, is under spiritual war- warfare. Mm, mm. Um, and I've always thought that. I mean, I think, I think Satan loves mental illness. 
loves it. I'm not saying he created it. <laughs> right, right. You know, we, we live in a broken world where it could have came from anything. Um, but he can play into it. Absolutely. Mess with he loves it. Yeah. 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 And I can't even tell you how many times like my emotions have taken over mm-hmm. my logical thinking. And I have done things that in my head I'm saying, no, this is wrong. This isn't what we do. But those emotions are just so strong and you don't know how to deal with them mm-hmm. that you end up making these mistakes. You end up losing relationships. Um, lots of things that are common with all mental illnesses. Boy, that reminds me so much of that scripture that says, take every thought captive yes. for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's what you're saying. Yep. And going back to Ephesians 6, where Paul uh, talks or uh, Paul talks about the uh, the armor of God, but he also says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against darkness, powers, and principalities. Yeah, and that's all of that is in what Jenny Allen talks about, too. Um, we have a lot of really good, I, I couldn't believe how many verses there were mm. out there that were specifically for the mind. Mm. Like, that, yeah. that blew me away. Love the Lord your God with all your... Mind is in there, you know, in, in the <laughs> yep. Matthew. So not, no, that's that's fantastic. I think that. So what? You're, how do you think um, in putting together kind of a support group? Because I, I think you've already got a full group of people already signed up for this and ready to go. So how do you see it going as far as like a, uh, you had a good response? Yes. So it, obviously you're striking a nerve, right? <laughs> right. So I'm just curious as to. Uh, why do you think people are better together than they are alone when it comes to something like this? Does that make sense? Yeah, um, because you need that support. Mm. There will always be people, um, you know, mental health, it has such a stigma behind it. Um, I know, like, if I tell someone, oh, I have borderline personality disorder, the first thing that comes to their head is, oh, so you have multiple personalities. Mm. (laughs) Like, they just don't know. Who am I talking to right now? Yeah. (laughs) Chase. (laughs) Uh, Chase is on the case. Gotcha. Different. You got different names for. No, I'm sorry. Did but you yeah, get people, that Paw Patrol reference? I didn't get that. Oh, Chase is on the case. Gosh, I'm old. Oh man. My I, Blues Clues is more my speed. You know, when my kids were little. But anyway. Okay. Is that? A, is that? I'm guessing that's a kids show. Oh, it's so good. They're like superhero puppy dogs. Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. I can't believe I missed out. Yeah, super good. Oh well, there's got to be some spiritual meaning there all over the place. There. I can. <laughs> See it already. But yeah, I mean, so the, the support itself, just having somebody there with you. Say, hey, I've, I, I can't believe other people are going through what I'm going through. Yeah. And I think there's something too about whenever you have these mental illnesses like depression and anxiety, you know, those are, I'd say the most common. Um, mm-hmm. And even whenever people have other ones like schizophrenia or borderline personality disorder, you know, they're still going to experience depression and anxiety mm-hmm. simply because they have those disorders. Um, so what I think helps is there's so many people who don't understand that whenever you get together, just like you said, they're hearing things. And I think when you have heard someone share their soul, like, you know, it's just, oh, okay, well I can share now. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I've always felt like God has called me to be an open book because I just. I've never really cared. <laughs> um, so I, I am whenever we have these therapies and I'm going to go into like my past. And so is Darcy. Um, we both have. Yeah, I would have had Darcy on the show, but I know she's got a real heavy schedule. <clears throat> you know, yeah, she is working. A manager and, and stuff. Kicking but butt. I, but I tell you what, and she, I don't think she'd mind me saying this, but I mean, she's, she struggles with like ADHD. Yes. So she's got a little bit of a different, but at the same time, like you said, there's a lot of commonality. Yes. Yeah. And excuse me, all of it comes down to, I think Satan is attacking us. Mm -hmm. And I think these people with these mental illnesses, specifically we're having women, um, this time. And I just want to like bring these women into my home. And I've been praying for the Holy spirit to come into my home for Mm -hmm. like the past two months and been praying for Jesus to work through me and just like, this be his thing, you yeah, know? He's got a breakthrough with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to love on him. So whenever they're coming into the house, we're going to have them like home-cooked meals. And we've already, Darcy, um, she went and she did stationaried um, notebooks that she's giving them. And she's awesome. already doing like note cards with those scriptures about mindfulness. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, all of us together are trying to follow Jesus and having similar 
issues, we, we're better together than we are alone. Exactly. That's fantastic. And I'm so excited about your group and getting started. And I'm excited for the fact that uh, you are listening to the Holy Spirit. Thank you. And I appreciate that. And my, my wife, and she won't mind me saying this, I've said it in uh, on a Sunday morning. Uh, she deals with a lot of anxiety and depression, has for years. And one of the things she's told me that I think is pretty fairly commonplace is all the voices that seem to be in your life mm-hmm. and in your head and trying to sort through which one. And, and the devil does a good job. Uh, the Bible says that he's the actual accuser of, of men and women. So a lot of times, she's told me this many times, that she constantly hears a voice that she has to fight with all the time, saying to herself, you're not good enough, you can't do this, you can't do that. And can I interrupt I, you yeah, right there? Okay. Well, that's just so crazy that you said that because in the um, like little biography that says mm-hmm. what Jenny Allen's um, videos are about, she says her first words are, are your thoughts holding you captive? Mm. And then I'll never be good enough. Other people have better lives than I do. God can't really love me. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think she, I think she read that book. And I, I think the thing is, is that, uh, that, being that's the spiritual warfare you're talking about. Sometimes it's it's not always like this big battle out in front of you that you see. It's the stuff that you don't see and the mm-hmm. stuff that's inside inside of you. So let's let's kind of dig into Brent a little bit if that's oh, all right. Oh no. <laughs> okay. So borderline personality, what exactly is that? Um, borderline personality disorder. It is hereditary. Um, and I'm not going to say anything about my parents because I actually have good relationships with them now. Um, sure. Both my dad and my mom have put a ton of work into them personally. And my dad's found Jesus, which is oh, makes a amazing. Big difference. Yes, huge difference. difference. He's a completely different person. Um, but anywho, so I don't know if it was passed down from them. But if you have trauma in your childhood and you have that gene for borderline personality disorder, you're, you're just basically guaranteed to get it. Mm. Um, because what it does is all of that cortisol your brain is releasing, which is the stress hormones, actually prevents, and I'm not going to say this part of the brain, right? <laughs> Maybe you'll know it and you can correct me. I doubt it. Uh, is it like the <laughs> omniglotta? It's, it's sure. A-M-Y-G-L... AD. We need someone medical here. Yeah, I really don't know. It, to me, it sounds like a, a galaxy far, far away. Right. But, <laughs> but it is this little part of your brain that um, kind of sorts through how much of an emotion you're going to feel. Okay. Um, and that is super undeveloped for me. So like, so it's not regulated. Right. So like, if you were to look at me right now, jokingly and be like, that was terrible. Never come back. I would probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so I gotta watch, you got to watch the sarcasm around you then. You do you, a little you, bit, you yeah. know how to sort through that Yeah, sometimes. And and typically I do fine, like interacting with other people. Like no sure. one would ever even know. Sure. Um, but that's because I've got it under control. <laughs> well, I appreciate your vulnerability. I think that's the most important thing. We talked I talked about that not so long ago on a Sunday morning about how important it is for us to be vulnerable. we got to step yeah. out first. And other people are waiting for us to step out. And I'm glad that's what you've done. Now, how does it, when did you actually, if you can tell me a little bit about when you actually became a Christian, when did you actually start following Jesus? Sure. So I went um, with a high school group to, was it the Revolve Tour, I think? And we actually, instead of staying at a hotel. It's like a conference or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A teen conference, teen girl conference. And... um a church hooked us up and we got to sleep in the church, like in sleeping bags. And they had a little area set up that we even got to do karaoke and whatnot. Yeah. So (laughs) then we go to revolve. Um, and that was where like the spark was lit in me and I was saved shortly after. That's cool. And that was just like a girl's conference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It was a girl's conference. Um, but I mean, I hadn't even found myself. Like, again, I was going through a very traumatic home life, mm. um, just as what it is. <laughs> sure. Um, but since I was going through that, I was spiraling a lot because I probably at that time had depression and I just didn't know it. Mm. And my parents were not aware enough to treat it, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so I was spiraling and really struggling with 
am I a Christian? Am I not a Christian? Because at the time I was like smoking cigarettes and going to parties and drinking and, Mm -hmm. but I had found Jesus, you know, and honestly it has just been, it's just been one day at a time ever since then. Um, I met Bob, my husband in college and him and I moved to Springfield together for his job. And I think we'd been together for about two years, whenever finally the Holy Spirit just really got me. Because we found mm-hmm. a church in Springfield that we were going to regularly and um, just really got in it, you know. And then it was like super convicting for me. And I tell Bob, I'm like, okay, so you either need to move out or we have to get married. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is what God's telling me to do. And it was really right. funny because we weren't going to make it to our church that evening. Um, but in Toledo, was it in Toledo? No, in New Berlin. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> We've been a lot of places in New Berlin where we lived. There was this little bitty Christian church uh-huh. and we're like, well, we'll walk over there. We've never been there. And then when we got there, it was literally on, um, desires of the flesh. Oh, wow. I know. And then yeah. whenever we left there, David's bridal called me accidentally and we're like, okay, God. <laughs> so then we got married. It's time to do what you want instead of what we want. Yep. Yeah. We, we put together a wedding in three months. <laughs> so following Jesus really is, I mean, it really is kind of cyclical sometimes. I mean, you, you had that event at the Revolve Tour when you're like, hey, I need to give my life to Jesus, but it didn't seem like to really stick or you, you weren't sure exactly what that meant. What I like to say, um, whenever I'm talking to, we, we go to do teen conferences sometimes. Mm. And what I always say to the girls is you just have to treat Jesus like a relationship. There's going to be times Mm. that you're closer to him and there's going to be times that you're farther apart and you just need to be aware of that. And you know, yeah, work on it. Yeah. It takes work. Treat it like a relationship, you know? Whenever you're distancing yourself, no, you need to bring it back in the house. <laughs> no, I think that's really wise. Now, let me ask this question. What is it about Jesus you love the most? Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, just as grace. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I have done terrible things, like really terrible things. And to know that like someone would die on a cross, you know, for those things, just because he loves me. Mm. That's just, you know, and it, and it wasn't just for me, it was for you and it was for Paisley and it was for Bob and, um, you Paisley's know, your little girl. Paisley is my little girl. Mm. She was four, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, he's, he's I, I will grace. never, I will never understand God's grace. Like it's just, it's too far above my head. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. Well, I think it's, uh, let me ask this question. If With grace being so center stage for you and trying to understand or comprehend his grace, how do you take that? How do you apply what you've learned in following Jesus to leading the group? Hmm, to give myself grace. <laughs> That's excellent. That is excellent. Like to yeah. not, we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to try to be perfect. And I just want these girls, I want to love on them. Like, that's what I feel like Jesus has called me to do is just love on them. And Darcy and I are just going to say, these are the resources we have. Let's watch this video together. Who needs to vent? You know, it's going to be pretty relaxed and I'm super excited about it. But I, knowing my mental health state, we haven't put a whole lot of effort that like, this will have to be done on this day and this will have to be done on this day. We've kind of set it up to where it will run itself right. no matter how I or Darcy is feeling. Cause it's not about being perfect. Right. It's, it's not. It's about, about just trying to love on people. Right. Like you said, yep. I love that. And, and who knows who's going to be in your group who desperately needs to hear grace maybe for the first time. Like you heard it, right. or maybe has heard it so many times, but never really understood it. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Well, our prayers are definitely with you. Thank you. And I with appreciate the group. Um, we actually have Laura, Laura Arnie. Is that uh-huh. right? Um, she is getting together with the girls who do prayer group on Wednesday. And I haven't figured out what we're going to do yet, but we're going to have some kind of a sign-up sheet. That way, every Monday when my girls come, I can say, hey, these people prayed for you all week long. Oh, that's awesome. Because I just think that's cool, too. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we have a Wednesday morning group that prays. And 
yeah. and some other groups. That's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. And I hope that uh, everybody, I know everybody who's listening had to be encouraged uh, by understanding. And, and hopefully you'll be encouraged by this is like Bryn, what she's doing and leading out by being vulnerable and stepping out there and talking with Talking, you know, just offering herself to other people, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. It's not about perfection. It's, no, it's about not. loving on people. Well, I'm That's not exactly right. perfect. You know? like, <laughs> Who is? Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes we tend to want to chase that, you know. I do. Yeah. But I feel like it's in our imperfection mm. that we find Jesus. You mm. know, like, you sh- you know this verse. <laughs> when I am weak, you yes. make me strong, or he is at the strongest. It's excellent. It comes out of... Um, Second uh, Corinthians 12, and it says, when Paul says, my grace is sufficient for you, Jesus said to him, for your power is made perfect in your weakness. Yes. My power is made perfect in your weakness. That Which, one. And it, you, another one you said that was real similar to another scripture is really similar as well. But that's that's right on the money. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, thanks a lot, Bren. You are welcome. Thanks hope, for hope having me. Hope you had a good time. Me. I did have a good time. We, we need to get Bob on here sometime. Ooh, Bob would love this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would he talk about what would be like his forte nothing he would talk about finance <laughs> oh, there, there we go yeah <laughs> you would we get can, him on here and he'd be like dave ramsey money finance oh my blah, goodness blah, blah, blah. there's a big need for that <laughs> tell him tell him i'm gonna hit him up sometime okay just to talk money we might i might give him like uh weird scenarios and have him work us out of it or something that'd be kind of cool okay hey thanks a lot Thank you for listening to New Hope Underground. This is the first episode of the new fourth season. One thing that's different about this new season is that it is not a weekly episode, but instead we will be, we will be firing episodes off about every other week. So make sure you notify yourself or subscribe or whatever you need to do to to keep those coming for you. That's for sure. We love we just love having listeners. Please spread the word. We really appreciate it. Also, you you'll get another episode every once in a while. Uh, at the beginning of every sermon series that we do here at New Hope Church, where some of our pastors will sit down and have a discussion over, you know, behind the scenes of of what we're thinking when it concerns the new sermon series. So we we just did one, and I'm going to go ahead and put that up this week on the series that we're in right now. We just started this last Sunday called Long Story Short. So we'll give you a little, a little bit of a background, get a taste for that, what that's like, and then you'll have a series overview uh, by that discussion, you'll be able to hear that every once in a while. We'll throw that up as an extra episode uh, when those occur. Hey, thank you for listening, and come back next time.